All right, let's have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning and talk about what's going on out there. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm great. Did you listen to the health ministry yesterday? I did. <laughs> and I have some questions and concerns, mainly along the lines of what you and I have been uh, talking about. Certainly made himself available yesterday, I guess, unexpectedly. Yeah, you know, that's interesting in and itself. You know, the, the, um, he decided he made himself available for a 35-minute interview with our colleague Richard Zussman, who did a pretty good job of pitching every question any member of the press gallery had at Dick's, uh, you know, it's one of those things, again, where the question is asked. You may not like all the answers, but I think he did clarify a few things. So what can I tell you? Well, um, let's start with their touch on things here, because as you and I talked about, we just don't feel like they're being, they're cracking down enough. What did he have to say about that? So he said, look, the case count over the weekend, and you know, 4,000 cases is a lot, and we don't have the full numbers till we get them today, but the first, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 4,000. He said, remember, those cases, because of the incubation period, which is sort of the middle is seven days, those actually predate the crackdown. So we can argue, uh, as I would, that they should have cracked down sooner, but you can't blame the rules because they really hadn't kicked in when these cases started spreading. So that's the answer on that one. That's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, it is a bit. Um, I thought the answer on the travel ban and the variants were more instructive. Uh, The travel ban issue, I mean, he was asked point blank about that, and he said, look, um, you can't really do it here in a big place like British Columbia. He said, we don't have armies of people to go out and enforce the rules, and we don't live in that kind of a state. So, his answer on the travel ban is uh, they're not doing it. They haven't done it. It uh, doesn't sound like they're going to do it. And he just said that people need to stay home, which is what they've been saying for months. Um, again, there, I heard the minister's answer. I would say they could have taken more proactive uh, action on a few choke points. Uh, they could have... Um, they could have put up a roadblock on highways to the interior. There's only two or three routes that are heavily used by travelers. They could have announced that they weren't going to allow BC ferries to put on extra sailings or have created priority boarding on BC ferries. There are things they could do if they wanted to do them. I, I take the general point that it's a big province. You can't stop everyone from traveling. But You could restrict it, and I will say as well, Simi, that if this thing doesn't get under control, I think they're going to have to look at active restrictions on travel. As the weather improves, the impetus to uh, travel to beautiful British Columbia and camp and all that stuff is not going to diminish. Yeah, let's talk about the um, online system. Here's the thing, Vaughn, pretty sure the system's already live. I I've been getting emails from people already in the last 20 minutes or so telling me that they've already booked and it's fine. I checked it myself and it looks like it's up and running. Yeah, and uh, that's great if it doesn't get overwhelmed. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the first day doesn't go all that well. Um the other thing is and Richard Richard <laughs> almost everything you say about this thing is complicated. So there's two 
different age cohorts getting instructions today, actually three. So here's the problem. If you're born, if your birthday, if you turn 71 this year, anywhere in the year, then you go on and you book an appointment. Right. But they're also saying that people 65 and older, they should register. Right. You register, you don't get a date yet, you'll get an email about that, you will then get a date, and you will then get vaccinated. But they want both those groups in there. And then there's the other group, which is the 55 to 65s who can get vaccinated with AstraZeneca through their local health region, um, through their, sorry, through their local pharmacies, those that participate, there is more AstraZeneca available. There will be more of that. And that has spread outside Metro Vancouver to selected communities around British Columbia. So there are three streams out there. Um, whether, you know, we can all absorb those complications. <laughs> I had to sit down and listen to Zussman twice myself to be sure I had it clear. I think I do. But any doubt, uh, you probably want to check with what's on the website for your health yes. region. It is up and running, like I said. So people can go online and, and see the information is there. If there's any problems, they can uh, let me know. Officially, it launches at 8 o'clock this morning. But they, I don't know, maybe they've got a soft launch thing going, but we're working on that. Uh, but let's talk about the number of cases, especially the variants of concern. I find it interesting that one type of variant is mainly in Vancouver. Another type of variant is in Fraser Health. Yes, and I don't think we know enough about this, and I don't think we've been told enough. So that was the other place where I thought, I mean, I'll give Adrian Dix credit. He made himself available. He answered the questions. I may not like the answers, but he did do that. On the variants, I just think we still haven't been told enough about them, how they got here, how they're spreading, where they are. Again, it's complicated. We had 4,000 cases over the four days, so we're running at about, a uh, thousand cases a day. Uh, of those 600 almost are active variants. Um, more of the variant that was first tested in the UK, uh, but a lot also of the Brazilian. Um, you know, we know because they told us, Simi, that uh, the Brazilian variant is uh, heavily concentrated in Vancouver Coastal, and that and that links back to the Whistler thing, um, the UK variant is uh, Fraser Health. Both are a matter of concern. They are more communicable, and in, in some suggestion, they also administer or in provide, deliver a, a nastier case of COVID-19, yes. which is saying something. But we don't know a lot yet. Uh, Dix defended testing here in British Columbia. He said British really? Columbia has tested, has done more tests for variants than any jurisdiction in Canada. 18,000 tests. Of course, they don't all result in a case of the variant. Yeah, but he, yeah, he, I was, was going to say, sorry, I just seem to remember no. interviewing Adrian Dix last summer, very specifically, where he said he was. they were ramping us up to get to 20,000 tests a day. We've never hit 20,000 tests a day, and even now we're only hitting like eight or 9,000 a day. Yes. You're going to hate me for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know what he would say on that. He would say there's two kinds of testing going on here. 
So general testing for COVID-19, we are doing what we're doing. I would argue, agree with you that we're low on that. Testing for variants is different. It's a very different kind of testing. It's more intrusive. It involves more work. It takes longer. That's why you can't just take the 4,000 cases of COVID-19 and the 600 cases active of variants because they're not the same group of of tests. The There's a lag in getting your variant numbers. That's where we get to the doctors that are telling us um, they actually think we have more cases than we found uh, because of this delay. Dix, all he said to that was, well, we're doing more testing than anybody else. But he didn't. I mean, if you just follow what he said, we probably do have more cases than than have been reported yet because the tests take longer. And, and what about the outbreak that continues or the cases that continue to come in from Prince Rupert where the whole community was supposed to have been vaccinated? Uh, yeah, good good question on that from Zussman and a good answer, I thought. So Dick said this is why just because you've been tested doesn't mean you can relax and start doing all the stuff you want to do. Uh, you get vaccinated. So they vaccinated about 9,000 people in Prince Rupert. and They're still getting cases up there. Uh, he said that the problem is, uh, you know, it's a 21-day period for the vaccine to be fully effective. Um, it, so some of the people, the 67 cases that have shown up up there, are people who actually had COVID-19 before. That was why they jumped in and did the whole community, because it was spreading rapidly. So he said that is a teachable moment uh, for everybody. Um, he didn't mention that the premier had suggested a while back that, oh, once you're vaccinated, you know, you can do stuff. Uh, that's clearly not the message. <laughs> Don't assume no. once you've been vaccinated, you have obligations to other people. The one thing you can relax a bit about once you've been vaccinated is if you still get COVID-19, it's probably going to be a milder case. Oh, um, hope. That's good to know. Um, he also, I thought it was helpful to get the clarification on younger people um, because right. there's been a lot of reporting, uh, young people, uh, rising case count. He says the key there is that young people, when they go into hospital, are disproportionately going into the ICU. Ooh. So overall hospitalization it's still average age 65. There's no question. It's older people are the risk. But the reason young people need to be careful and beware is because they are adding to the ranks in the ICU and you don't want to end up there. This is a nightmare if you end up there. No kidding. Vaughn, thank you. Thanks, Simi. Appreciate your time. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.